Uh, what a great privilege again to be here. And uh, thank you for your interest uh, in coming up to, uh, uh, for us to look at how to communicate with the Muslims. Uh, it's a great, great privilege for me. And uh, maybe I will, I will, let, me, let me, everybody comes here with an assumption. All right? You come here with an assumption. But let, let me, from each row, I would like a volunteer to tell me why he is here briefly. I know we have short time, but it's always good to know and hear the assumptions you have. Anybody from that land, your assumption of coming here, why are you here? Yes, Mar. I work in Sierra Leone, but we have work with a lot of Muslims. Okay, great. All right. So, any other person here, why and what is your assumption as you come? What's your expectation? Yes, ma'am. I'd like to eventually work with Muslim individuals, and I'd like to head off some of the problems that I'm going to make before I leave them. All right, great. <laughs> right. Now, that side, yes? Yes, sir. Now, this is not a training session, okay? Uh, because it's too short a time for you to really be well equipped. Uh, but I will try to highlight some nuggets that uh, uh, might help you uh, in your approach of presenting God's plan of salvation to the Muslims. The idea here is that the Holy Spirit is the one that initiates people into receiving Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Strategies and methodologies are not very important. And uh, the highlights that I'm going to give to you now is something that we have proven that it works among the Muslims. And you can repeat it and get the same result. Uh, so, uh, for the brief moment, I'm going to explain some of the highlights. I am not considering that what I'm giving you is the best. But what I'm offering to you is one of the best on the globe right now. That people have tested it in different parts of the world, among different sects of Muslims, uh, group, among different cultures, and they are reaping great good results. I'm not talking about now, the motivation to witness for each of us, should not be, you have to really choose and decide. From the highlight I'm going to give you, the basic assumption is, I am not trying to change your perspective, but I'm trying to give you some principles, some insight that will make you effective wherever you are, in your ministry, in your calling, as regards to communicating God's plans to the Muslim. 
the principles here that we want to bring across is not really uh, convenience. It is obedience. You go to the Muslim not because it's convenient for you to go to them. And it's against the scriptures for you to wait for the Muslims to come to you. The scriptures directed us that we should go. So, the idea now is for you to see the miracles of changed lives, you must determine in your own heart as an act of obedience, not convenience, to go to the, uh, to the Muslim to communicate God's plan of salvation to the Muslim. So the, the, our whole objective is to get the Muslims saved. And uh, the overview, therefore, is this. How do I communicate in such a way that the Muslim will understand God's plan of salvation in order for him to make a decision to be saved? And I, 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 I would really like to highlight some few things. Can I clean this? I don't know who has it, but... Uh, let me establish some fact when it comes to communicating with the Muslims. The message, any time a communication is involved, is from point A to point B. And the message is coded message. Because it's likely that what you intend to communicate after putting it along the cord of communication, the perception and interpretation of the B point might be different from yours. Now, how do I effectively then communicate uh, to the Muslims? The assumption is God's plan of salvation. The message you are trying to communicate does not belong to you. You have to understand that. It is not your wish. It is not your desire. It is not your political ideology. It is not your cultural belief or exposure. The message that you are Communicating with the Muslims is a message that was delegated to you. Christ said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. The scriptures clearly tells us, therefore, that as followers of Christ, we have become his representatives. God reconciling the world to himself. This time we are biased to the Muslims. 
in our scope. And he told us that we should not first go until we receive the power from on high. And you shall receive the power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Now, all authority in heaven belongs to Christ. He called us. He says, you did not choose me. I chose you that you go and bear fruits. The message of salvation, therefore, is not your idea. It's God's idea. Therefore, for you to really communicate the message of salvation uh, to the Muslim, you need to understand the message that has been delegated to you. We are Christ's ambassadors, God's representative. We have the message of hope. The target audience you are looking at that are your neighbors that are with you, you meet with them in the marketplace. The target audience, there are three basic things that you have that is absent from them. If you are communicating. First of all, remember the message is not yours. It is God's message. If you did not understand what the message of salvation is, you will fail to communicate the message. Because, uh, I mean, you cannot communicate what you do not have or what you do not know. And you may be tempted to just communicate uh, the uh, cultural uh, system or denominational identity as Christianity to the person you are communicating to, but actually it might not likely be the message of salvation. So the content of God's plan of salvation must be clear. At what point do you begin to present this delegated Message given to you by God in the scriptures of salvation. And at what point you know that you have delivered that message to this person that is listening to you. It may take one day, it may take several days, or weeks, or months, or years. But you need to understand how you communicate that is completely a different dynamics. It's very important, it's very, very important that you realize that. And sometimes we make assumptions about the Muslims. We make assumptions that they have what we have, they know what we knew, only that they never made decision to follow Christ. I think that is absolutely wrong assumption. You are dealing with a person who has no hope. We have hope. The Muslims have no hope. You are dealing with a person who is motivated in his belief and practice by fear. He is active in his 
rituals of belief and practice because of the fear of punishment of not doing those things. So his motivation to keep the rules, to go by the rules, is not a dedication, but is motivated from fear of punishment of not doing that. For you, you are motivated by love. He does not have that. Like Paul says, the love of Christ constrains us. It is God's love. Why should you go to the people that are looking uh, to kill you? Because they think you are wrong. Why do you go to people that are hostile to you? Recently, uh, one of our teams were, were, were going out to witness to the Muslims and they went. Uh, somebody wanted to learn and he joined the team. Uh, I'm not, uh, we work with all denominations, so don't think that I am biased against other denominations, but the reality is that he came from the Pentecostal side of uh, uh, the denomination and when they were engaged with the Muslims, people started coming. He said, new things. The youth began to, uh, they began to be hostile. This is normal. Before he knew it, he, he went apart. He was speaking in tongues. Oh, why am I here? <laughs> you know, what brought me here? Now, you need to think in the delivery of the message, that you must be motivated by obedience, not convenience. You must be motivated by the love of God in your heart. Because they have many things that they, you know, you have that they do not have. The object of their faith is void. The object of your faith is a substance. The Christian faith is not based on a mirage. You know, if you are interested in reading about Islam, there is no end to it. You know, uh, the reason is this. The Muhammad of history is not the Muhammad of Islam today. There are two different uh, uh, identity. The Muhammad of Islam in the belief of Islam and practice has never existed in reality historically. As a matter of fact, uh, time will not allow us, but you can make research in the library that is Muhammad of faith and Muhammad of history. The historic Muhammad, archaeologically, was not. Islam was not formed in his own time. So all the, all the history and the books written about Islam are all lies. So do not just waste your time on dreams. And tells. What you want, you have the substance that you can communicate that Christ said, the words that 
I speak to you, they are spirit and are life. Communicate the substance of God's word. Now I will come a little bit on how do you do that. But I wanted to explain the basic thing that we make a lot of assumption from us and, and the neighbors that we have, the Muslims. The Muslims are sincerely wrong. They are sincerely wrong. They thought what they have is the truth. If I always give this example, if I bring a blind man into this room, does it matter how bright this hall is? Does it matter to him? Of course not. As clearly as you can see the truth of the Bible of God's word. In fact, the Bible says there are foolishness to him who does not have the spirit. Therefore, sometimes we begin to communicate with the Muslims, uh, you know, breaking all biblical principles. Sometimes we do it to justify our conscience that we have witnessed to the Muslims. Other times because we want vain glories. But we are not well prepared to deliver the message of salvation to them. Now, what is the total message of salvation that you need to communicate to them? That is what I want to show us now. And then... What are the basic things that, how do you transit from relationship, from care, from love, from acceptance, from building rapport? How do you transit in an unoffensive manner to deliver this message of salvation? And then I will ask for some questions and my time will be finished by then. Is that, is that, is that okay? Now... You know, the simple illustration I have from eternity, God, thank you sir, from eternity, God existed before the time that there was time, there was God. And he existed. You know, time will not allow us uh, to, to let you know about perception again. You know, uh, according to Islam and the doctrinal belief in Islam, man was not created on this earth. And therefore, if you are communicating the gospel uh, to the Muslims, you have to be very careful to have his own mindset. Now, uh, according to Islam, Adam was thrown to this earth when he sinned. So there is even problem from the first, you know, uh, inception of the solution you are trying to portray. And always we like to present the solution without identifying the problem. The person does not know that he is a sinner. And then you are bringing a solution to sin and said you need to be saved. Saved from what? His perception of sin is different from your perception of sin, which is the correct perception. 
Now, you know, man created many, uh, God created several things, and as at a point, he created man to have communion with him. He created man in his own image to have communion with him. The problem we are facing and what we are trying to communicate is the restoration to bring ourselves back to this. Man chose, there is no time to explain to you the bigger things of what happened at this node. But man chose to go his own way. But you see, God remained God. From the time man departed from God, he was looking out on how he could be restored back to God. In fact, the first evangelist was God himself. He visited them in the garden. And he called out, Adam, where are you? No, you know, those are examples for us. Because if God is omniscient, didn't God know where he is? Why should God call out to him? Didn't God know that there are the Muslims that our neighbors are with us? Look, if you have access to a Muslim as a Christian... Don't consider it accident. Consider it a divine appointment to present the gospel. Nothing should deter you back from that. It's never an accident when you, if you are truly a follower of Christ, if you are truly a follower of Christ, if you meet a Muslim, or God brought a Muslim to your way. It's a divine appointment. But, you know, God brought man. Man was so ashamed that he took leaves and covered his shame. God changed that leaves. And brought out a skin. You cannot get a skin until you kill an animal. And from that, the significance of the blood. Without the shedding of the blood, there is no remission for sin. God took the skin and covered their shame for telling what he is to do. God, therefore, began, and this is God's plan of salvation. You need to show him this. And God sent prophet to foretell what he is going to do. And he did that. In Christ. Alright. Here... Man became dead. Here, man is regenerated again. Rebirth. You are created to be a new person. This is what you want to communicate to the Muslim. Everyone 
who is Adamic in nature is sinful. Everybody born of woman is sinful and cannot save himself. He does not have the ability to return to God anymore. You know, I am so glad that God uh, sent uh, Adam away from the garden. You know the beauty of that? If Adam and Eve ate from that tree of life forever, there wouldn't have been restoration anymore. We will live like the devil in sin perpetually. I'm glad he did not allow us or allow Adam to eat from that. But you see, God became man. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. There was nothing that was created that he, the word, did not create. In verse 14 of John chapter 1, it says, and what? And the word became flesh. And dwelt upon, God became flesh. All prophets announce the revelation of God in humanity. Christ is the image of the invisible God. Colossians 1, in verse 19. For it pleases God that all the fullness of God dwells in Christ Jesus. Colossians is wonderful. In chapter 2 of Colossians, verse 9. It says, all the fullness of God dwells in bodily form in Christ Jesus. So what you are trying to communicate as God's plan of salvation is that the Muslims is departed from God. There is no way, no prophet can say. In fact, you see, it was uh, 570 AD that Muhammad of history was born. Why should you even include Muhammad in the story of redemption? Because the redemptive work has finished. It's God himself redeeming the world to himself. He has finished that 2,000 years ago. Then 600 years later, you tell me that God is coming again with the work of redemption? That's where the problem is. In fact, Muhammad of Islam came... About 800, I mean 710 uh, AD, when Umar conquered the Byzantine Empire in, uh, in, in, in Jerusalem, and Abdul Mutalab came and built the mosque that is now the Al-Aqsa Mosque on the Holy of Holies. And uh, Abdul Mutalab said, about 705 to, 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 to 710 A.D. After the cross. It says, True religion in the eyes of Allah is Islam. That is the birth of Islam as we know it today. How could it be in the program of the redemption of humanity by God? Why is God here? 
If you are in Christ, you are a new person. Now, look, you chose to depart from God by a choice of your will. God never forced Adam to leave him. He chose to leave Adam. He created us with that volition. Now, it's the same thing. You can't blame Adam. At the foot of the cross, you have a choice. You remember when the children of Israelites, when they were going, the serpent's neck? It's an example of that. If you see, look and leave. Some never looked. And they died. Others that looked, survived. At the foot of the cross, it's everything about the Muslim. He needs to see God in Christ reconciling him to himself like before the fall. If he fails to receive Christ and to acknowledge him, he goes to hell. No two ways about it. So just like Adam chose to depart, God, you know, if you read Ephesians chapter 2, because of God great, unexplainable mercies and deep love. He says, you know, by nature, we are children of God's love. But, that but changed it. It revealed God came, God himself. So the idea of salvation is not from prophet. Is not from prophet. The idea of salvation is never from prophet. It's from God himself. And God revealed in Christ. The choice now. In Romans says. If you confess with your mouth. That Jesus is Lord. Meaning Jesus is God. And believe in your heart. That he raised from the dead. You will be saved. In your presentation to the Muslims, alright, this is, you have to begin from here. Show him the problem he is in. He is not a sinner because he killed, because he stole, because he did something. No. By nature, he is a sinner. The inherent sin. We see an example in Genesis chapter, uh, chapter, chapter, chapter 5 verse 3. When man gave birth, he gave according to his image. Not God's image. God created man in his image. Now man gave birth in his image. That image was the fallen image. He was departed from God. And perpetually man, the heart of man, is deceitful and desperately wicked. In sin, did my mother conceive me, say David? You are born in sin. You need to tell him that is it. Then, uh, that's the beginning point. And he cannot save himself. No prophet can save him. No religion can save. Then, you come to this point. Is his choice. Now, if you come, there are many things. So in our training in the Ministry of Streams in the Desert, very shortly it will be online, but 
you need to ex- there are many things that happen here and there is a lot that took place here and what happens here there is the choice the invitation the response from you what you 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 you, you become somebody else you become anybody in Christ is become what a new creation you are a new creation after your choice here if you didn't you go to where Muhammad is. Now, when do you say you have completed presenting the gospel? I just gave you a summary. There are many things here, scriptural basis of what you are communicating. You are until you brought him to a point of decision to say yes or no clearly understanding all of this and you brought him to there. If he said yes, praise the Lord. The angels in heaven rejoice. If he said no, don't waste your time. Go to the next Muslim. You have finished the delivery. Don't, don't allow time wasters. There are many that didn't get the opportunity of explanation of God's plan of salvation. You got it and you rejected it. For, I, I, I just leave you. We have done a lot of presentation, over a million presentation to scholars in northern Nigeria where the militants, the Boko Haram are. We are always with them. And then, you know, sometimes you need to meet between five to about eight or even ten times in order to deliver this. My giving you a cup of water or my giving you any assistance or giving you any medical help does not translate to the delivery of the gospel message. Alright? Now, again, time is short, but... uh, How do I begin this? I will just give you one aspect. The process is this. First, you pray. Second, you love. Third, scriptures. Fourth, have faith. If you don't pray, don't witness to the Muslim. Because he is bonded by a spiritual force. It's not physical. It's not the sweetness of your mouth. It's not the carrots you are dangling for him that will make him receive Christ. If they do that like Christ, yes, some of you are following because of the food you eat. You don't want those kind of things. Because you see, if you go to heaven, there is no rewards, no glitters on your crown. Have wisdom. Pray, because you are fighting the enemy. Remember, they are blind. Remember, whatever you tell them is what? It's foolishness to them. Now, look at it. You are a foreigner. Even if in the United States... The Muslim from birth, the first thing, as the baby is crying, coming from his mother's womb, the first thing was the Shahada. La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasul. That's what is going to come to his ears first. 
In fact, before he is born, there are incantation and recitation of the Quranic verses on the womb. And then, remember, these are his parents. They cared for him, protected him, educated him. Who do you think he will trust the more? You or his parents? I think his parents. Then his parents, those he trusts, he says, if you grow, you will meet some people that are Christians. They will tell you that God hath son, that they have three gods. They will tell you to leave Islam. Don't do it. They are deceivers. From childhood, every day, until he leave outside. Now, if you come to witness to him, what do you think will first come to his mind? His parents, right? Oh, my... In fact, it, you confirmed the warning of his parents. So, first of all, he, is black, he will not listen to you. He said, my parents loved me. They told me the truth. Now I have to put the defense wall. Whatever you say they don't hear, you must pray. So, what, what will break that wall is love. A lot of Christians in acts of love through medical, through relief and the rest stop there. That is useless. That is wasting God's resources. If you can give uh, social services without the plan of salvation or without God's plan of salvation, that's, that's just a problem. Then, don't talk about stories. Don't tro- talk about testimony. The scriptures says everything. The words that I speak will not go and come back to me void without accomplishing the purpose to which it has been sent. God's word is powerful. It's living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword that pierces to the divisions of the souls and spirit. Speak the scriptures. Know the scriptures. You don't have to open it. Most of what I quoted to you are scriptures. I don't have to open it. I was, the Muslims recite the whole Quran. We can't even recite a hundred verses. What a shame. And we claim we are Christians. Now, if you know that those can happen, then have faith. Know that it is God's will, it is God's plan, and he will become a Christian. Don't be proud to say that you must see the result. So, or you water, someone will reap, but do it. Be obedient. Thank you. Any question? My time is almost getting out. Any question? Yes. Yeah. Okay. There is always a dead end when you begin to do that. After you pray, the love, nobody rejects love. Alright? You know, but you, you, you present or you love the person to earn his trust. Now, you evaluate, some will come quickly, others will not come quickly. The moment they trusted you, and they never regard you as an enemy, at that point, that is when you begin the delivery. 
It's, it's different circumstances, different situation. But remember, anytime you begin to deliver the gospel, things will be cool. It will slow down. Your relationship will be called. Ah, okay, don't mind. It's okay. It's normal. Anytime you are presenting the gospel as an act of love, you earn his trust. You see, uh, if you begin to come in with that, that is going to be very devastating for him. So please respect his, you know, how he is going to be shaken or how she is going to be shaken, but it, should, it shouldn't worry you. You as an act of obedience, you are just on it. So, again, there is no time for me to explain. There are many circumstances and many ways to do that and the models to follow. You know, uh, witnessing to the Muslims started different methodologies. Historically, the church has struggled through that. From, from the time of Muhammad, there were people who were witnessing to the Muslims. It is not beginning now. So don't come and think that, hey, I have... No. They were hearing the gospel from the time... Because the, the early Christians were everywhere. They have heard the gospel. They are hearing the gospel. Alright? So it is not a new thing. But what happened is that the church have withdrawn from Muslims. 80 to 90% of Muslims have never come in contact with a Christian. And that is wrong. Okay? That is wrong. Any other? Yes, sir. Yeah, um, you know, again, we might talk later, but what I, I can refer you uh, to other materials, you know. Uh, just Google the Internet, you know, uh, the history of Islam. You will get a lot of write-up, and there is even a documentary about that, you know. So one of the things that you should take, I believe, the motivation of the spirit of Islam is from Satan. And therefore, you know, in John chapter 8, we were told, who is the father of all liars? When he lies, he speaks his mother tongue. So all the write-up about Islam is lies. In fact, some of the verses even from the Quran that they claim was revealed by Allah to Muhammad were taken from writings that existed verbatim from Jewish Talmud. There was nothing like that in Revelation about the Quran. It's not an authentic book that tells you about the living Yahweh God. They are blind to the God we believe. They are blind to the indwelling of the spirit that shed lights on the truth. So, distinguishing between the historic Muhammad and, of course, his wife Khadija and Waraka, her uncle, historically they got married in a church. Uh, they were Nostorians, the Jewish sect that were rejected. 
Again, so, so we don't have time, sir, but we can talk some more. Last one, then before we go. I don't know who to take. I have two, since two hands. That and this. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, we have seen a lot. I walk in streams in the desert. Uh, ministry is very dangerous. Sometimes they infiltrate us. I was just arrested because one of the people we had, and uh, the, the government was tracking my phone, and some of the militants that I wanted are asking questions. You know, So my motivation of communicating with the Boko Haram commanders was to present the gospel, not to do evil to the country. But, you know, communication does not distinguish that. Well, it's, it's a, I, I didn't even know that I'm going to travel, but my travel restrictions was, was, was lifted, and I'm here. But you see, uh, the discipleship process is long. We have what we call vocational discipleship ministry. We have what we call intensive discipleship ministry. We have what we call... Um, uh, uh, discipleship cycle for the leaders that cannot leave their place because of their influence and followership. The only time these people have privacy is from 12 midnight to 5 a.m. And that's when, when they believe in Christ, that's when we do discipleship over the phone. And we have, you know, the scriptures and the rest, and we answer their questions. Uh, just last month, there was a Sharia court, uh, Sharia court judge. We led to Christ. He was really so bold. He lost his title. They took his wife, married his children to someone, and, and uh, married his wife to someone, took his children, and then this guy stood. At one point, they were trying to kill him. And uh, he gave me a call. Again, it's a long story, but I need to take that one. If you need the whole story, I will tell you. But at the end of it all, he was killed last, last, last month. But you know what? Through his influence, there are over a hundred other Islamic scholars that are now followers of Christ. And, and it's, it's amazing. So the strategy is there. We have four models in, in disciples. We have seen results. And that's what we are trying to export to believers. Don't change what you are doing. Possibly you will get some insight and excerpt that will help increase the effectiveness of your ministry. Islam is like a virus. It builds itself within each community. So there is no uniformity in Islam in America is different from Islam in Europe. Islam in Europe is different from Islam in Africa. So it's like a virus. It permeates where it got any system to ride on. Yes. Um, I always say, for example, who is not a Christian? A Christian that witness or a Christian that does not witness. There is no distinction among Muslims. They are all influenced by the same spirit. That is the deception of the devil. There is no, they are guided by the, by the same spirit of Islam. 
Ah, ah, for example, uh, no Muslims can interpret the Bible to me because I know he does not have the Holy Spirit. All the Bible or the scriptures will be foolishness to him. Allow me to interpret the scriptures to you. The scriptures said you cannot know what it is in. I cannot interpret your hadith. I cannot interpret your Quran because I am not possessed by the spirit of Islam. But I can tell you where your interpretation does not make sense, contradict God's word, reveal word. Because the scriptures was in existence before. The Quran was compiled in 900 AD. 300 years after the death of the historic Muhammad was when people, you see, Islam gave birth to Arab Empire. Well, thank you so much and God bless you.